Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Top Podcast. I'm your host, Michael, joined as always by my friends Rob and Lou. Gentlemen, how are we doing? What's up? Jump the gun there. Cracking, cracking. We are in sync today. So we like to start the show off with a uh, an icebreaker question. And I have a problem with uh, through lines and foreshadowing. So my question today is, what is the most memorable punishment that you ever received it does not have to be by a parent. It can be by a teacher or uh, you know, a counselor at camp, anything, anything goes, but yeah. What is the most memorable punishment you ever received? And I believe since I asked the question, I have to go first. Um, for me, it was, um, I think this is proof that it wasn't an effective punishment because I don't remember to this day what it was that I did, but I did something. My, my parents were like, all right, that's it. You're grounded for a week. And grounding in my family was freaking brutal. Like I would rather do a like a week of being grounded by my friends' parents than like a day of being grounded by my parents. Cause like I would see my friends and they'd be grounded and be like, Oh yeah, I can't come out, I'm grounded. I'd be like, dude, what do you mean you're grounded? Like you're sitting on the couch watching TV. Grounded for us was you get to sit on your bed and think. And if you get tired of sitting, you can lay down. And if you get tired of thinking, here's a King James Version Bible. (laughs) And that was it. And so I was just begging. I was like, please do not make me do a week. Like, this is insanity. And I think my dad calmed down a bit or maybe took some crazy pills. I don't know. But he came up to my room. He's like, all right, I'm going to offer you a deal. You get to pick which one you want. Like, like, you can be grounded for the week. Or I was like, I'll take that one. He was like, you haven't heard it yet. I was like, I'll take it. He's like, listen. Or... We can go out to the backyard. We had a double lot, so we had a really big backyard. He's like, you can walk all the way across and hug the the telephone pole. We had just had like, you know, the wooden pole that, that the telephone wire were running across. And he goes, and I can shoot you with the airsoft sniper rifle once for every single day you were supposed to be grounded. And I was like, dude, yeah, like 100%. That's what we're doing. And so I went out and hugged the pole and he got me twice. And then he started missing on purpose. Like he'd whizzed past my head and it was actually worse because you were like, oh, we're going to get that. Yeah. And so the most memorable punishment I ever had was uh, I just got popped seven times in the back by the airsoft BB gun. Got out of a week in solitary confinement. Uh, how old were you? Old enough that we were playing with airsoft pretty regularly. So it doesn't mean much. probably middle school. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Which yeah. is like, do That's I have to call then. CPS? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I mean, it's too late now, but I'm assuming it's too late. But who knows? Well, and honestly, man, like for real, I'd do it again right in this. Like it it was so much better. Like, man, people get spanked all the time. Like that was not or at least when I was growing up, people got spanked all the time. And it wasn't that much worse. Like seven shots. He got seven shots, too. It wasn't he got to hit me seven times. Like he was spending some of those BBs on psychological torture um, because like. It's hard to miss somebody's back. It was a sniper rifle. That thing was accurate. And uh, if he was missing by my head, it means he wasn't aiming for my back. See, my luck would be I'd, I'd shoot so, like, trying to miss your head and scare you. And then I'd hit you in the back of the head and give you like a brain damage. Right. Yeah, I would if you know, I would get your butt. I would just get that that thick cheek. <laughs> he did that one time. We used to play. 
we used to play an airsoft game where one person would like would get it was like hide and seek almost you'd bunker down you get to go out and hide and bunker down and then everybody else would try and find you and shoot you and i really wanted to play airsoft and it was just me and him and he was like yeah sure we can play and so he went and he hid he hid in the woodshed which had a little crack um between like the doors they swung open so he's sitting in the woodshed he's got the sniper rifle he could have picked me off at any point uh, but he's just sitting there waiting, like being a good sport, letting me like at least have a fighting chance. And then you remember the like the sandboxes that were just turtles and then the top was the turtle shell? Yeah. Yeah. I know he's like, we had one of those and I literally ended up turning my back to him perfectly. And I was like, maybe he's hiding in the sandbox, which is ridiculous. Those things were not big <laughs> enough to fit a grown man. Um, but I was small and I just didn't have like the same like i didn't think about it and i just bent over to pick this thing up and so like he was like okay i gotta and he just like he just poked the barrel of the the sniper out between the crack and the door and like i stood up real fast and at first i was pretty mad but in hindsight i'm like that's one of the funniest things anyone's ever done like how can you pass up on that i wish somebody took a picture <laughs> right I, I, honestly i would kill to have video of that do a recreation Right. We'll get our animation team on. I thought about this a lot. I didn't get suspended a lot or in trouble very often. I was very sneaky as a child or just a really good kid. But when you said teacher, it really brought me back. So second grade, every month, our teacher would do something good for us. If we had enough green cards, do you guys know what I'm talking about? They, like they give you I money for doing, man. I don't know for doing good stuff and you can like redeem oh. them later. Or is it like... Uh, you, yeah, you, you, I, I, I forgot one was homeschool. No. Um, or is it the so three tier system where if you're good, you get green. If you're, if you do like one mistake, you get yellow. If you do two mistakes, you get red. Those? Yes. So okay. it was this, the, the green card system. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and honestly, thinking back, it was my favorite year of all time because a lot of our class did really well. And so every month we'd have something. So like, I remember been all downhill since second grade. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, it was just Preach. one month, but uh, oh no, it's been all it's been all downhill since halfway through second grade. <laughs> and after that, it was never the same. Waffles never taste the same. Yeah, so we had waffles. We did like uh, board games, just all types of fun stuff. But one month, which I think was like I can't remember what it was, but one month she said, "Hey, I'm going to bring a uh, a fire truck dog if you guys do good." And I'm like, I have never seen a Dalmatian Whoa. before in my entire life. And I was like, I would love to meet this Dalmatian dog. I like, I want nothing more than meet this damn dog. And uh, the day of, too many people were make were like, horsing around at the damn bathroom line, oh, and no. she she gave us so many chances to chill out, and we wouldn't chill out. And the day of, she was like, Well, I guess you can't see this dog. And then the freaking fire truck guy a firefighter guy i don't know fire truck guy firefighter guy comes walking past us with this beautiful dalmatian dog with the vest on and it was looked it looked so perfect and i saw her have the hardest conversation to this fire truck guy i don't know why i keep saying fire truck but he walked away and it just it broke my heart i never got to see that dog that's Um, brutal yep yep so i still think about that (laughs) miss miss affolter if you're out there I respect the hustle, but damn. Ruthless. See, I'm kind of like Lucian, where I, I wasn't really that much of a troublemaker. And I, for the most part, I got I just got away with, you know, got away with stuff and didn't get caught. 
But I guess what makes it memorable is like the one time I was suspended was just because I was doing stupid stuff. I was, uh, this was 10th grade. So, you know, 10th grade guys, not the, not the sharpest crayons in the box. I brought up in previous podcasts that my school did like this spirit, they call it spiritual life retreat where it's a weekend, go away, you know, get high on Jesus Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Us 10th grade guys thought it'd be fun to make, you know, like those axe flamethrowers, which is when you have some, uh, a spray deodorant and you hold a lighter up to it. And you, you spray it and, you know, light the flame and it just makes this giant flamethrower. So we, we were doing that. Just like the biblical times. Just like the biblical times. I mean, we wanted to be biblical. It was a spiritual life retreat. But our, our dumb butts decided to do it inside, inside like this little dorm room. And we did it. And then it was like super close to the fire alarm. And I wasn't thinking like, oh, I got to get the smoke away. So I sprayed yeah. the deodorant like on the fire, on the smoke detector. <laughs> that set it off. Me and one other guy who who brought the lighters booked it out of there, and so it was like this whole big thing. We weren't there because obviously, if you if you commit a crime, you're not going to stay there. They end up bringing back some some guy who is actually going to make a, an appearance later. He freaking snitches on us, and because I didn't fess up to it right away that I sprayed it, I basically I didn't tell him that it was me. I got a two day suspension for lying, even though I just didn't say anything. My friend who was with me got a two day suspension for having a lighter. And that became a running joke in my friend group. Like, oh, Jake has a lighter because he bought it from a gas station. <laughs> I've heard you say that before. I've heard I've that heard that story as well. Oh, part of that story. Yeah, I just heard him say Jake has a lighter. And I was like, oh, that was weird. And just moved on. Yeah, it's probably with some of the people. I was yeah. With. So that's uh, when I was suspended because I did not fess up to a crime and someone snitched the worst i got a story about a snitch later on too oh he comes back he comes back same guy speaking of which um today's today's topic is uh totally fictional definitely hypothetical stories in which the fictional versions of ourselves break the rules i gotta say right up front we do not condone uh law breaking um drug use uh, misuse of alcohol um, or whatever else, fraud. Um, let's see what else. I framed somebody fictionally. Whatever else comes Allegedly. up. This 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 is uh yeah this is this is a fun trip down a hypothetical version of memory lane, but we are not promoting this. Yeah, most of my rebellious stage was just you know doing stuff my mom wouldn't have liked. So. <laughs> I'm going to sound pretty, uh, pretty tame. Yeah, pretty tame. That's okay. That's not a bad thing. Uh, these are all hypothetical anyway. It's not like it really happened. My first hypothetical rule break is the great dog frame job. And we're going to talk about these as if they're real, because it would get really old to keep saying hypothetically all the time. But, you know, we didn't really do any of this. So um, allegedly, when I was like, let's see, my sister was young. She was probably like three or four. So I'd have been 10 or 11 my parents uh parents used to do a trip to mexico every year my dad would save every bit of his fun money because he wanted to go on the surf trip to mexico and we would get he'd do it with uh his whole side of the family and then we'd get shipped off to my grandparents and it was kind of great you know you get a week off homeschool and you just hang out at grandma's house for a week and she had this my grandma had this ceramic dog maybe you know seven eight inches tall and it would rest on this little miniature dog bed now i don't know i don't know what the context was uh, but for some, somehow I picked up this dog. I really wasn't doing anything wildly unreasonable, but somehow one of its paws just broke clean off like at the ankle. And I was freaking out. I was like, well, I didn't do anything like I shouldn't get in trouble with this. What am I going to do? And I was like, you know what? My little sister loves this toy dog. And it's hard to be mad at, at like 
a three-year-old. So I just set it back down perfectly so that it you couldn't tell it was broken and just waited. And later that week, I just hear, Grandma, I think I broke the dog. <laughs> she was like, oh, that's okay, sweetie. It, it, you, I'm sure you didn't mean to. And I was like, that's right. I got away with it. And like, I definitely could have done the exact same thing in hindsight, but I just completely framed my child's sister. I was like, nah, we'll just let her take the heat for this. And she took it with striding too. Good for her. Yeah, dude. She just walked right in. She had no issue. <laughs> She's like, well, I guess I must have. You know, right. like Innocence. Just, just a little kid. She's like, oh, hey, this happens. Dad's never shot me with a BB gun. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why <laughs> Jacob and Andrew are so mad that you called him gullible on the last podcast because that's just being a kid. Like being a kid, you're just so gullible. Also, I didn't call them gullible. Rebecca called them gullible. I just implied strongly that they were gullible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My number five is jaywalking. So uh, my father was named Jason, and I just thought that's the way you walk. I thought like walking from corner to corner was just the, the way to do it. And so at a very young age, I would just jaywalk all the time. Not much to it. So what does your dad's name have to do with this? Uh, You know, I just thought that like it was named after him. It kind of. Yeah, I I don't I don't really know the process of it. I was jaywalking at a very young age. I think like I remember being in like first grade jaywalking. So and then people used to call my dad Jay. So I was like and once I figured out that was jaywalking, I don't know. It just maybe like a. I was representing him. I was right. uh, carrying the torch of walking in the way of my father. Uh, Alleged yeah, would be proud. I, I just wanted to make him proud. Uh, he was the one that'd be like, hey, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, my life has changed now forever. <laughs> I, yeah, I love jaywalking still. I still do it a little bit, hypothetically, of course. I wouldn't recommend it. But I have a problem with authority. So Man, I do too. I didn't that's really start jaywalking until like college. I feel like that's when the jaywalking really spread to me. It's funny. I did it less and less as I got older. Like I used to do stuff like that all the time as a kid. And then as I got older, I was just like, eh, whatever. I'll take the extra 10 seconds. I got it. Um, we were biking somewhere as a kid. And we were just like biking through a neighborhood. And it's not the same as jaywalking. But I was just like, it was a, like, it was a residential street. Like this was, it was not like I was driving down Ford Road on a bicycle, right? And I was just like weaving back and forth, having a good old time. And I actually got pulled over by a cop who was like, you're driving your bike on the wrong side of the road. I was like, dude, what? Like, what a freaking try hard. <laughs> no, for yeah. real. I was like, dude, I'm 15. Who? Like, I'm driving a bike. I'm not vandalizing anything. Who cares? Why are you stopping me in the middle of, again, a neighborhood? Like, this is where kids ride their bikes. That was probably the same cop that told Lucian and his grandma that they had to have a, a helmet on he, their bike. He, he upgraded after that. He was like, I need to do better work. I can't just be a, a park police. I have to be. <laughs> I have to go to There's the, criminals everywhere. There's criminals everywhere. I have to go to the force. Uh, have you ever been stopped by the police, Robert, as a child? As a child? I don't think yeah. so. Have you ever been pulled over? Uh, twice. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. On, on like your long drives or just random? no uh one well one was going front to camp and i got a warning for speeding okay. the, the other one was i i just did not see a don't turn right on red and the guy wasn't having it i i end up you know taking it to court and it ended up just coming as a was it impe- impeding traffic is like they're just sweeping under the rug thing so it was like a oh, 50 nice. fine or something nice. didn't go on my license or record or anything yeah i've 
I've never been stopped by the cops as an adult, but as a kid, I got pulled, not pulled over, but I was walking with my grandma and a cop just like slowed down as I was walking and he just yelled, how old are you? <laughs> and I was like 14 and he was like 18 and my grandma was like, no, 14. And he's like, okay. And he drove off. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know if Wait. I dodged the bullet there. Or... Was your grandma white? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why I pulled you over. Yeah, yeah, I assume so. <laughs> do you know? Uh, do you know Josh? No, I would know that last name for sure. Um, he's a he's a Life Church Southfield, um, or he was. He uh, he grew up with my dad, and uh, he used to get that all the time. Like he'd be driving with his mom, and uh, his parents, his mom was white, his dad was black, and they'd get pulled over in Detroit, and they'd literally just be like, "Ma'am, are you in the scar against your will?" And he'd be like, "Dude, it's my mom." <laughs> like, so yeah. my my number five was not that story. But and the reason I'm putting it at number five is because we technically had permission, but that's because we knew who to ask for permission. We knew if we would have asked 80 percent of the people, probably more than that, they would have said no. So I'm going to I'm going to kind of put this as a we broke the rules. I've, uh, I've alluded to this in past podcasts. It's um, 2015 summer camp. And we had this rule from the previous summer. There's this one silly song they would always sing. Lucian, do you remember what silly song that was always sung your first year senior staffing? Boogaloo. It was Boogaloo. And we had this rule that you weren't allowed to sing Boogaloo while at the, what was it? The pavilion. Because we were eating out. The dining hall collapsed and they were building a new one. So we had all of our meals outside. Well, one guy thought he would be funny and started up Boogaloo and for for dinner. And me and two other guys looked at each other and we were just like, no, we can't tolerate this. So we, we hatched this plan. We called it Operation No Boogaloo. And to start off, we took this like we ripped up a piece of paper, kind of burned it and wrote soon on it and then just left it on his pillow. And then we woke up, I think it was like 2.30 a.m. And we got like we put on dress pants, white shirt, like white button down shirts. Then I, I had a Mike Myers mask. Someone had like a, a monkey mask. The other person had like this camo mask. And we ended up sneaking into his room, kidnapping him, tying him up and then throwing him in the lake because of it. That's the Boogaloo incident? That is. And it was it was Caleb that did it. <laughs> That's the counselor from the Green Poop incident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was, you know, old, he was a senior staffer, but we, we made sure to ask uh, Dave. We knew, like, we're like, Dave, oh, Dave will let you do anything. Yeah. We're just like, hey, as long as we don't <laughs> wake up any campers, because it was juniors week. So if, if the, the young yeah. kids did see us breaking in, they, they probably would have been destroyed. Oh, but like, yeah. As long as we don't wake up any campers, can we do this? And he's like, yeah, sure, go for it. Dave has some of the best camp rule break stories in the history of that entire place. Mm-hmm. And we didn't. Um, we, we woke up his junior counselor who ended up coming outside, and I just told him to go back to bed, and he's just like, whatever, sure, you can do it. As we're like tying him up and everything, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. I don't get paid for this. I'm, I'm not getting it. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> so good. It's what you get for singing Boogaloo, man. And the best part about yeah. it. I'll go ahead. Oh, I was saying, I mean, and then Popsicle came and it was just worse. Yeah. That so, was... I mean, <laughs> you got to pick your battles sometimes. Yeah. Luckily, that was the year after my last senior year. But I was going to say the best part about that is like somehow like the, there was a, a little rumor that something had happened. But I guess Caleb cut a pretty tight lip. So when we showed everyone at like our final like banquet goodbye, everyone's just like, what? No way you did that. Because like, we had another guy filming the whole thing. Who was along with us? So we, we like, still have the, the 
the video and it's like a nightlight. And then Joe's just like, I am so glad I did not hear about that when you were there, person like in charge. So <laughs> that's when I knew I couldn't apply it. Caleb knows Caleb knows the rules, man. Like uh that man that, that dude, he does not stitch. Um because I I used like there's counselor appreciation night. And every year that I was a junior counselor, me and a couple other people, it was, it was usually different every year. But like a couple of the, you know, there were some repeat offenders. We would always just stay out like we wouldn't actually go back. Right. We'd stay out super late. And it was always like the some of the best nights of the summer. Honestly, some of the best nights of my life were just like, you know, up till two, three in the morning, just having great conversations. And like we were never up to anything shade. It was just like man, we've been counseling all week. We're all kind of tired. We could use some real conversation and we're just, you know, hanging out. And so I told him, I told Caleb outright, I was like, look, man, it was my first year senior counseling. I was like, it's junior counselor appreciation night. I know sometimes people do this. I don't care. Like, if you want to stay out late, stay out late. I'm going to work you just as hard tomorrow as, as regardless. Like, I'm we're like, we're, we're going, we're doing the, you know, camps for the campers. We're going 100%. Uh, but you want to stay up late, stay up late. I just didn't, I didn't know anything about it. And him and the people he hung out with got busted and they got pulled out in front of Bob and Bob read them the riot act. And that man kept my name out of his mouth the whole time. Like he was like, yeah, Mike had no idea. Wow. Yeah. Respect. Caleb is, he's an OG man. Um, all right. I'm next. Yes, sir. Cool. Cool. My next alleged rule break. May or may not, but definitely isn't uh, the reason for certain rules being written down at camp now. Uh, you see, uh, the the men's retreat they have every year, there's different pricing that you get based on where you sleep. And uh, the cheapest one being just camping in a tent. And so my dad was like, hey, you, you know, you're in high school. I think I was a junior. He was like, if you want to go, I'll pay for you to go. But I'm only paying tent fare. Right. Like I'm not paying for you to have a cabin or your own room or anything. And I was like, all right, yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, he's like, so you gotta, you gotta, f- you know, we had tents. All, like he was, you have to figure out a tent. That meant you have to go into the garage and grab yourself a tent. Like it wasn't anything crazy. Like you got to figure that all out for yourself though. I'm not taking care of you. You're going to the men's retreat. You got to be able to do it yourself, but I'll, I'll cover your, your, the cost. And I was like, all right. And so I went to Dylan. I was like, look, uh, cause I think he got the same deal. And I was like, look, man, I don't want to sleep in a freaking tent. Let's just sleep in the carpet ball tables under the dining hall. And he was like, yeah, sold. And so we did that. And uh, like every night we'd, you know, we'd get ready for bed and we just set up our blankets and our pillows. And like, you kind of have to sleep like Dracula with your arms crossed, but it was genuinely some of the most comfortable sleep I've ever got. Like it was fantastic. And then the next year we showed up and in like the, the paperwork they gave you at the beginning, there was like, (laughs) there was a notice that was like, you may only sleep in approved sleeping areas. And I was like, crap, I didn't bring a tent because I just planned on sleeping in the carpet ball table again. And so what I ended up doing was there's the two upstairs rooms in the pack building. And they're connected by that little closet. And then at the time, they were storing a bunch of stackable chairs. And so I just snuck in and I pulled all the chairs like a foot and a half forward and every single row all the way forward and just made like a little nest behind all the chairs and that was where i slept for the whole week because i was like nobody's gonna find me there and the only person who busted me was i was like it was the last night and i guess alex was getting ready to like preach for for chapel and he walked in there to like practice and i was like changing my pants i was like oh hey man (laughs) (laughs) nothing to see here (laughs) but i don't think i went back so no uh no big deal 
So the first time we met was at Bear Lake, and it was either when you were sleeping in the. the I want to say it was pool tables. Yeah, that was that was the that. <laughs> that was the uh, the same week weekend of the uh, the infamous game of murder. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, this guy is so damn cool. This <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Why is this guy so cool? He's just sleeping in different places. I gotta sleep in this tent with my dad, and he farts a lot. <laughs> All right, uh, my number four. Uh, is uh, not getting a dog license. Uh, so in the city that I live, you have to register your dog. And I'm not going to do that. Allegedly. Uh, I find no reason for it. Allegedly. Again, yes. Uh, allegedly, I'm not going to do that. That's not going to happen. Uh, I'm not giving my uh, city $10. Just not going to do it. My dog's illegal. She's okay with it. She doesn't know how to speak English, so she can't really protect herself or say anything. So... My my stories get a lot thicker as they go on. My, yeah, it's I okay. Try. Mind you, too. I, I, dude, I feel you on that, though. There's so many things that you have to be licensed for or have a license for that I'm just like, this is just the stupidest thing. Cosmetology license, that one's never made sense to me. Like, you can't cut hair for money without a license. I've been, that's always been one where I'm like, dude, you should be able to cut hair for money in your garage, and nobody should care. Yeah. And if you're licensed, you should be able to charge more than the guy cutting hair in his garage also license plate fees and like you have to get your tags renewed every year that one drives me up a wall that's just like you needed to have a car so we're gonna charge you because we can well yeah you know that's what the beatles sang about you know you 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 drive we're gonna tax the street if you walk you're gonna tax your feet they're really onto something income tax is theft that's what i'm saying i am inclined to agree i don't like i don't like anybody touching my money yeah, that's fair. I like my main road that I live next to uh, got repaved, and I was like, oh, that's really awesome. But then they didn't put the lines in, mm. and so it was just a black street, and it's really kind of hard to see when it's raining and dark. And I was like, what is my taxes going to? What's going on here? Like, uh, don't you have enough of my money to just do this? This not, is ridiculous. Not in you think. At least, at least they um, fixed the potholes. You know, it used to be potholes. Maybe in a decade they'll get to you know putting the lines on there. The lines down. Yeah, I mean, I'm appreciative, uh, but I'm not paying ten dollars for my dog. She's pretty expensive already. Isn't it like every year too, or every other year? Uh, I did a minimal amount of research, and I just found that it was ten bucks. And I just he saw it ten bucks. It was like, I'm out. <laughs> if it's every year, every other year, yeah, I'm not doing it. If yeah. it's once. I'm not doing it. That's uh yeah, that ten dollars can go into so many different things. Oh. Yeah, my mom would that's, always that's uh, two hot and ready's right there, man. It's, well now it's like a freaking yeah, it's, one and a half. Yeah, now it's one in tax. <laughs> <laughs> my mom would always she was she was a law abiding citizen and always registered our dogs. So that's awesome. I think that's it was her. a year yeah, or two. But yeah, it's stupid. So dumb. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Thanks I for- take really good care of my dog. I do our nails. We go to the vet all the time. It gets combed. We take baths. Uh, I take good care of my dog. I'm just not. She is going to stay illegal. That's all. I like the blending of political takes. Like you're okay with having an illegal in your house, but absolutely no taxes. Like it's good. It's a good middle ground. Yeah. I'm learning about myself as we do this podcast. <laughs> we didn't We're going to make a centrist out of you. Just watch. Yeah. We didn't know this was going to be a political episode, but here we are. Yeah, and here we are. And 
My uh, my number four was definitely an abuse of the system. So I used to work at one of the probably the most popular movie chain in in the nation, and they had a, a really lax like um, their policy was as long as the theater isn't sold out, you can bring yourself and two of your friends in to come see a movie for free, which I guess a lot of movie chains, like they limit their employees to how many free movies they can see. But one thing no one there cared about was they didn't stop it at two. I, there were times I brought six friends in and that we would just go see whatever movie was like the out that day. And you weren't supposed to get free popcorn, but like if, if if you were cool with the people working in the back bar is what they called that area, they would just give you free boxes of popcorn and everything. And I, I do the same allegedly. So it was, <laughs> it was fun, but it was like, it was a rule break because you know, they were losing probably third was that nine, nine, nine tickets worth of value there. Yeah, they were and, losing like seven cents on the movie and like $500 <laughs> on the popcorn. Yeah. The popcorn is really because, <laughs> That's where movie theaters make their money is the concessions, which is why they're so astronomically insane. Don't the popcorn is we did the math one time. The popcorn is so it's like 300 percent inflation and that's like twelve dollars a kernel. Yeah. And that's for a large like if you get the small, it's even worse. Quote unquote, sneaking friends into movies is uh, my number four. Have you ever snuck into a uh, like like full on just snuck into a movie? No, I, I did. Me and my friends before. Before we were, I think, 17, we did buy tickets to go see Lincoln. And uh, then we went to Texas Chainsaw uh, 3D, which <laughs> nice. was a stupid movie. Yeah. Well, there were a couple hints in the title, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, uh, I only, I've only ever snuck into one movie and we didn't even stay for the whole movie. It was me and um, my wife's brother. Um, shout out Seth. And... Uh, we were like, we were hanging out. We were having a great night. We, we went out to, uh, I think we went to Chili's for dinner. And then we went to Zap Zone for no reason. And then we were like, you want to go sneak into a movie? And I was like, I don't really want to see any of the movies. Like, I just want to see if we can do it. And I was like, oh, okay, then yeah, sure. And so we just snuck into the movie, waited until the credits were done. And then once the movie started, we just got up and left because we were just like, I just wanted to see if I could pull it off. I didn't actually want to see The Shack. You had a straight up date with your brother-in-law and that's, the cute, you just like that's the cutest thing ever. Yeah, as a a, yeah, a, a a previous movie theater employee, people there don't care. I'm just like people. You would see people like trying to finish off McDonald's like in the corner before they walk in. I'm like, dude, I'm not paid enough to care. Go ahead, like I'm not gonna stop you. I'm not gonna make a confrontation for your three dollars of McDonald's you have in there. Right. Jacob and I used to try and sneak like full 12 packs of pop into the movie theater. Like we just see how many different places we could hide a can. And like they definitely were just like these idiots <laughs> and just like let us go. They were just like, well, whatever. I think we fit five alone. Like we fit five Mountain Dews on the way to the like the wonderful. It was the the Steve Carell uh, comed- or, uh, um, magician movie. Burt Wonderlick or something. But we, we had like one in each of my hoodie pockets and then like three in the hood, just like hanging down, like pulling my, uh, my back out of whack. I think my wife or someone else I know has snuck in a full hot and ready. Like using that is I've heard that story from her. Yeah. <laughs> and her secret is oh, for, for all the ladies out there, you keep feminine products on the top. So if they open up the, the bag, they would see all those. And, you know, most people don't want to, you know, go 
shuffling through the feminine products. Yeah. That's smart. That's smart. We we were in the same group going to see a quiet place. Um, and we snuck in a couple cans of Coke and then realized this is not a good place to have to open an aluminum can because you could hear a pin drop in that movie theater. But I'd already seen it once. So I was like, give it to me. And I just sat there. I had both of them in my hands ready to go. And I knew it's like I knew when the next big loud moment was. And it was like, boom. Click. And then I just like, <laughs> like hand her the Coke because it was the only way you could do it without it being super conspicuous. Yeah. One time me and my wife used to go to matinees all the time and we got coffee and donuts that we were going to sneak into the movie theater. But the coffee, the place that we went to, uh, they didn't have any more coffee lids. And so we just carried, we snuck in two uncovered hot coffees and, (laughs) and a whole box of like six donuts. And we got the one person who cared and wanted to look and one person that cared and wanted to look in my wife's back, um, the lady, the lady looked, saw that there were donuts, didn't say anything. But at this, at the same time, my wife was so freaked out that she was pouring coffee all over herself. <laughs> and so when we got into when we got into the movie theater, her whole chest was like completely full. Oh of no! And, and she had to sit there and watch. Uh, uh, I can't some type of Marvel movie the whole time. Uh, well, that's even worse going. than burning your chest with coffee. <laughs> I know, I know, that's hilarious. Uh, number threes, number three. Man, we're making cr- it feels like we're making crazy fast time now that we're back down to three people. All right, uh, my number three is practice room infiltration. You see, uh, when I was in high school. I really wanted to be a rock star. And my uncle, who was, is, um, but at the time he was a touring musician, was like, hey, take choir. It's like free singing lessons. And the thing about that is that it's not. Um, it's <laughs> nothing like that at all. And I still haven't gotten over it. But I took, I took one year at choir and I still learned a ton of stuff. Like we were learning music theory. There was some interesting stuff. Um, and my, my choir teacher was like, Hey, you should sign up senior year for like audition choir. I think it was called Glenn singers. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm good. I'm not doing this again. And like, he really wanted me to audition. I wouldn't do it. And so it was the day of our finals and I was doing my finals. Like, why the heck is this taking so much longer than everybody's final? And, uh, it turns out. He just snuck my audition onto the end of my final exam. And so my senior year, I showed up and I just he like, I don't know how he did it, but Glenn Singers was on my schedule. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. But I was lazy and didn't like I literally never dropped a class. So I had no clue how to do it. And I was like, whatever, man, this is a blow off class anyway. It doesn't matter. Easy A. And it wasn't a blow off class because audition choir he took seriously and he kind of knew like the kids taking regular idiots and they're not like he can't wrangle them and so i was like how the heck am i gonna blow this class off and i realized that the the practice room in the back the choir room was like never locked and so i started sneaking in and then a couple of my friends started noticing and so they'd sneak in and then he'd start to notice that 
five or six of his choir kids were just gone. And he finally figured out where we were hanging out. So he started locking the choir room. But he didn't lock the broom closet next to the, the practice room. And I discovered you could just go into the broom closet, climb up on top of this uh, like this shelving unit, lift the ceiling tile out of the way, go into the ceiling, replace the ceiling tile, allegedly, lift up a different ceiling tile on the other side of the wall, and drop down into the practice room, at which point you return the, the other ceiling tile and you let your four friends back into the practice room. And that man was pulling what little hair he had left out of his head for the entirety of my senior year, trying to figure out how we were getting into the practice room. And it was it was it was the best. Like he never figured it out. And this is the first time he's going to have a chance to, to learn my secret. Not that it's a real secret because that was all made up. Yeah, I'm glad I never did choir. The choir teacher at our school, I think, had a rule like if you took choir, you would everyone would have to do a solo for like a performance. So there was kids that just could not sing. And I felt so bad for them that they were up there and had like a, a solo spot. And like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. Probably took it. Tr- think it'd be easy. Now you have to sing in front of everyone. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, I managed to keep it a secret that I was in choir my entire junior year or a good chunk of my junior year. And then one of my friends was dating somebody in choir and she dragged him to one of our choir concerts. And then from that point on, all of my friends started showing up to the choir concerts so they could make fun of me after, mm-hmm. which to be fair, that's, that's my love language. So like power to him. That was, that was, that was a good burn. Uh, but like, I was, I was so upset. I was like, man, everybody knows I'm in choir now. I was in high school. So it really mattered to me that people thought I was manly. You should have just told them that you freaking scaled the, the walls to get their friends in. You know, that would. <laughs> well, I hadn't done that yet. That was, that was senior year. I started on that stuff. Um, I did the second half of my junior year. I don't know how I talked my way through this one. I convinced the choir teacher to let me accompany him on guitar instead of singing. And so I would just I had we had a spare guitar that I would just leave in the choir room. And I basically had to learn four songs, six songs. I don't know. I had to learn a couple songs. They were all unbelievably basic. And I just got to sit there and play acoustic guitar for the, uh, the entirety of the day while the hour, but not a bad, uh, not a bad solution to not wanting to sing. Yeah. We didn't have choir in, uh, at my high school. So no, do you have band? Oh, we had had band for a little bit. And then our, some cuts had to happen Mm. and uh that's one of the first things that got cut and so uh we didn't even have a cheerleading team for my last two years all right (laughs) my number three so i'm listing actual crimes and it seems like you guys are are listing like stories Um, i'm listing times i broke the rules don't worry i have at least two crimes in my number one oh okay uh from my number three i got destruction of property Um, (laughs) nothing crazy um so one time i think it was my freshman year of college and i was in uh, robert you've you've been to our dorms it's not much no can you explain our dorms it's just one common room yeah it's it's really it's really it um it gives me like looking back from what i remember it's kind of like how i feel like a prison layout would be like there's a common room in the middle and then the cells kind of all around yeah, I wish you would have maybe uh, shared that with her. I wish you would have came with me when I visited the place. 
Yeah, so we were just in the common room, and I was just trying to make friends. And uh, a guy that I was already kind of friends with went to go get McDonald's. He came back, and uh, I I uh, decided to open the door with my feet instead of uh, my hands, and I missed, and I hit the glass, and I shattered the whole door right in contact. Contact. <laughs> it, it shattered everywhere. Um, and you're like, come on so- in, man. and so we all freaked out uh i have this defense mechanism when i feel like i'm going to get in trouble i start taking clothes off i don't know what that's about (laughs) they'll be too too, uh embarrassed you know for punishment well just like you can't blame the naked guy he's naked do you remember actually i feel like to do a special naked episode no who that was a thing. Cops would do an episode every now and then where every single crime was somebody who was naked for the whole thing. And I think that, that was the concept was they were like, they're not going to tackle me if I'm naked. Yeah, I, w- <laughs> I would think you're more suspicious if you're naked. Be like, what's that guy on? You know, there's a naked guy in a broken window. I'm putting some at a bare minimum. You're adding indecent exposure <laughs> to your rap sheet. I, I didn't stay like I didn't stay there. Like with the broken so he goes glass. streaking too. So, no, I ran up to my room and I started stripping my clothes off in front of my roommate. Uh, Who had to be so confused? He was so confused because, I mean, thinking about what he was experiencing, he probably heard this loud boom, a a really big guy huffing up the stairs, busting through the door and start taking off his clothes. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, a week goes by and nothing happens. So I'm like, I'm in the clear. There was no cameras inside the dorm rooms. So there's no way that I could get caught. And then somebody snitched on me. Was it Tyler? Tyler snitches. Yes. F you, Tyler. <laughs> no, I don't I don't know. I, I think it was Miguel, if I had to guess. But mm-hmm. shout out to Miguel. I doubt he'll hear this. Uh, he's a pastor now. So um, but pastors can snitch, right? Pastor snitch to God all the time. I know uh, pastors yeah. can get you in trouble. Yeah, pastor can get you in trouble. They shoot you, you sometimes. They shoot you yep. right in the back. Right in the back. <laughs> uh, spoil the rod, save the child, or something like that. It's Jesus's uh, job to forgive up. you, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something he'd say. <laughs> he'd be kidding. He, but still, sounds like something he'd say. Yeah, so uh, I got interrogated by this rent-a-cop. Not the same guy who got me in trouble with the helmet, but same energy. He was, like, pretending. He, like, sat me down. Like, he didn't put the light in my face, but it felt like he did. That kind of vibe to it. And he was just, like, asking me hard questions. And I was just, like, fessing up to all of it. It's just like, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he did not like me very much. Did you break Um, the door? Did you hide? Why are you taking off your pants right now? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i can't help it <laughs> i'm stressed yeah so that's my number three all right my number three is very lame but it's something i've been doing since i was like as long as i can remember and it wasn't breaking any any laws or rule it was, the only rule was breaking was rules stated by my mom and that is staying up past my bedtime i would 
classic ha- you know when i had the game boy advance i would have the lamp the light on like try to shield it and you know was playing pokemon with it right up close to my face and it got so that. it got so much better once the you know the sp came around with the backlight because if you're making noise and something walks in you can just like close the it's a lot easier to close the, the put the game boy under the sheets and you know try to hide the lamp and you know turn it off quickly and so it started off with you know game boy games then once i i started sleeping in the basement I would go to bed and then just be playing Xbox all night and all that. My mom would be like, why do you look so tired? I'm like, oh, I couldn't sleep. You know, I just always use that. And then I end up in developing insomnia. I, they're not linked, but I'm just like, man, I used to. He's a bitch. Yeah, I used to be like, man, I wish I could stay up all night. And now I'm just like, I wish I didn't have to stay up all night. Dude, I had an SP Karma. and uh, my mom caught me. I had, I'd close it, put it under the pillow. She. She oh. caught the glow from the closed SP in like at like noon. Like it was broad daylight. And she was like, what's that light coming from under your pillow? I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and uh, I managed to weave a tale about hanging on for it, onto it for a buddy who uh, wasn't like he wasn't supposed to. I was like, he wasn't supposed to be playing and he couldn't save. I don't, maybe he was, he was playing on my Game Boy, and like I didn't want to let him take it home, but I told him I would. I'd keep it running for him. I, I can't believe she bought it. I don't know if she was just letting me off easy, or if she just like didn't know enough about video games that she fell for it. But I'm still just irritated. I was like, "How did you spot that?" Yeah, the only time I was caught was I had I had at a point I had two Game Boy Advances, so I was trading between Pokemon, and it's kind of hard to hide. Two two Game Boy yeah. Advances and a Link cable, so that's the, fair. the only time I got caught. I used to, uh, so there used to be like a light that would shine underneath my door, and I used to put paper, not uh, towel paper, not paper towels. I used to put like shirts and stuff, and I used to mm-hmm. stuff my shirts in front of the door to make sure I didn't get caught. That's smart. Yeah, that's smart. We used to have this radio slash. Maybe there was a. Um, I don't know. It was uh, several things, but it also had like a four inch screen, little TV, like antenna TV built into it. It was this multi-purpose thing. And I would sneak that out of the attic because for some reason, my parents kept it in the attic right next to my bedroom. And I would like sneak it out and watch TV to like late into the night. I was all like I was in middle school. and I was like, what are these? What are these shows that are on late? And they're all they were all boring, like Sex in the City. Not that interesting. You got to go to Adult Swim, you know, that's where all the good stuff was. Yeah, there was no cable on the four inch antenna box. That's fair. (laughs) Only Sex and the City. It was black and white, too. Like it was one of those ones. I think I know you're talking about. Yeah, Um, like there was there was nothing going on that was it was like mm, late night TV or like late night talk show, late night talk show, late night talk show. This sucks. Um, That was something I gave up with. Like I didn't even get caught. I was like, this is dumb. I'm not doing this anymore. I found out uh, I had like a not an iPad, but some sort of thing that played radio. And I found out that they did like heavy metal late at night. Yeah. On, on I I X. Like, yeah. I, I was like, it was like, this is the coolest thing. I didn't even like heavy metal, but just the idea of listening to like something that I shouldn't have been listening to late at night. I was just like, I'm in the heavy metal now. Yeah, that was definitely a, an honorable mention. Listening to music my mom would not uh, approve of. Not even lyrically, but, you yeah. know, she would just I know I'd be judged hardcore for the heavy metal, you know, the screamo and everything. <laughs> That's fair. Your mom and my grandma are friends. And uh, my grandma still to this day refers to screamo music as emo music. And I'm like, 
that that's a completely different genre, but I have no interest in trying to explain this to her. It's like me trying to ex- explain that like screamo isn't like a real genre, really. Like there's so many. It's like just oh, lumping yeah, in metalcore, like post-hardcore, and yeah, it's like all this. And I'm like, it's just not worth it anymore, especially because the scene died a, like a decade ago. All right. My number two is uh, allegedly uh, public urination. I think I've talked about this on the podcast. Nice. I think we talked about this in the podcast before. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, I think yeah. it might have been trimmed because I feel like I, I remember talking about this, but I don't remember hearing it. Okay. Which is fair. Uh, it's the second time you're bringing it up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as a high schooler, I did not know anything about public. Uh, oh my gosh, what do you call it? Public uh, exposure, indecency, indecency. Yeah. I I had no idea anything about a uh, uh, a sex offenders list. I no none of this was like to my knowledge, and so I used to just be outside a lot, and I loved it. I loved at crisp air. Um, the, the the breeze between your knees i love the breeze between the knees i loved i loved uh making yellow snow I, that was like a pastime favorite i used to love to do did you write your name in the snow uh, uh you know i never got far enough but i always had a pretty good l for sure <laughs> um so yeah i a big fan right and then so one time i we went to a uh, it was a different camp than the camp we usually talk about um but yeah i was like a dog once I once I found out that it was mostly woods, I was just peeing on trees like left and right. I would like the bathroom was a little bit farther away, so I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not walking that far. Uh, as a 16 year old, I'm just gonna pee on this tree. And um, my youth leader uh, dropped some pretty thick knowledge on me. He was like, Hey, you can go to jail for this. And I was like, What? And he's like, Yeah, you can be a sex offender. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah. If somebody sees you pee, if somebody sees your ding dong, uh, that they don't like, they find that not good, you could uh, go to jail. And so, yeah. So now I am really careful about when I pee outside. I've been hiking a couple times with my wife and she's been my lookout. Uh, And she's done a terrible job sometimes. (laughs) And I've peed on myself (laughs) because of that. She like just start wasn't. Taking off she was just like when you got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> she was uh, is a it counterproductive <laughs> solution this time. <laughs> yeah, I told her to be my lookout, and she immediately, I think, got on her phone, and just a whole ass family uh, came strolling down as I'm trying to quickly <laughs> pee, and I had to uh, pretend to look at a tree, and I was like covered in piss. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's my number two. Public urination. Don't recommend it. I, I mean, it's, I recommend it in the right context. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if you have a job where you have to pee outside, save it for the top five kinks podcast, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad used to because we used to do snow super late at night at like four in the morning, and so nothing was open, and my dad would often poop outside, and yeah. he would have like a roll. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, Make sure you kick your legs out from behind the tree. Like kick your legs out from the tree. Yeah, he never pooped on himself. I've had, I accidentally whipped dog poop in his face. What? (laughs) That was bad. That was not good. Yeah. The only time I ever pooped outside um, was we went up north and uh, like we rented a house 
see the top five summer traditions podcast for more. And uh, there was one year where we had septic backup. And so we like, like if you flushed any of the toilets, it started backing up through the downstairs um, bathtub. And so we, we like, we called the homeowner that we were renting from and we're like, Hey, and they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to take care of it. Like, but it's going to take us till the morning. And we had had chili for dinner that night. And so everybody was like trying to come up with the solution. And I was like, man, screw this. And uh, engaged in what I referred to for the week as aqua dump, which was just swim out, do your thing, shimmy a little bit, swim in. Are you the one that told Julian about that? Because that's why I heard it from his yeah. He's like, I got to try the aqua dump. Yeah, no, not, totally. Uh, that might, it might, he might have said it, and that might have been, I might have just retained the name and thought I came up with it myself. I did, this was well after the last time I saw Julian. Okay. I, I do not, rec- I'm just going to say this now. I do not recommend aqua dumping if anybody's like, I want to try that. Oh, no, not, not, not your first choice, but it's like, it's not good. People yeah, were yeah. like, buying kitty litter and filling up the like the litter box we found in the basement i was like i'm not doing this <laughs> like i'm sorry this that's worse yeah that's fair it's yeah, like yeah. a and giant she- built-in uh bidet you know yeah i don't know anyone that's pooped in a litter box but one of my friends uh going back to the staying yeah, play, he he's like well, okay. I didn't know that I knew someone, <laughs> but he was he was up late playing more when he didn't want his parents to know, like make a lot of sounds. So he just like peed in the gator litter box and everything. So he didn't have to go upstairs. Oh, I that. Never did he have to change? Box before. Did he change it? I don't. I didn't ask. He just told us. And we're like, good job, man. <laughs> I'm a got? true gamer. Yeah. <laughs> just like uh, there's something wrong with our cat. These poops are too <laughs> big for this cat. <laughs> So yeah, that uh, that is my number three. No, my number two. Two. I think we skipped you, Mike. We did. I was just gonna roll with it when uh, whatever we remembered. Um, my uh, my number two is the great soap soap sculpture fraud <laughs> of 2012. <laughs> um, I was uh, I took humanities because my senior year because I liked the teacher. Uh, she was my 11th grade English teacher. And I didn't care about humanities one bit, but I really enjoyed her class. And so I was like, I'll take this as a my whole my whole thing. Senior year was take the easiest class as possible. I'm done trying. Like, I just want to get good grades for minimal effort and or have cool teachers. Like I would take slightly harder classes if the teacher was cool. Yeah. So she we had this thing where we would when we were studying sculptures where she would pass out or she would make everybody bring in a soap sculpture and then she'd put them out on the the blackboard little like the lip that comes off of it and she would have all her other classes vote on who did the best soap sculpture and that person would get extra credit and so i made my first soap sculpture and i fell in love with it like i i got like a huge box of just like irish spring or whatever the cheapest soap i could find was and i was just carving soap all over the place like i couldn't stop i just thought it was the most fun thing to do so I had like four or five of them on me. And one day someone was like, hey, man, uh, can, can I give you three bucks for one of those? And I was like, OK, I know what you're trying to pull. So if you win the extra credit, you owe me an extra two dollars. And words spread like wildfire. And pretty soon I was like, I'd finish a carving and I'd just sell it off. And so like half the class ended up turning in my soap sculptures. Um, and then I and I was like, there's no way I win because or I don't win because by the end I was 
really freaking good at it. And then I didn't win. Uh, well, not like I didn't win, but none of my sculptures won. And I was livid. Because the one that won was, it wasn't bad. It was a turtle. And like the hexagon pattern on the shell was pretty solid. But like I had some detailed tropical fish going on. Like multi, like at least three of my, uh, my, my sculptures were way better. And she keeps me after class and she was like, hey, I got to ask you a question. I was like, yeah, what's up? And she goes, did you perhaps sell a bunch of soap sculptures to people? Now, as a generalization, the type of student who would buy their homework from somebody may or may not, but definitely is usually a a degenerate. And several of said degenerates. I resent that. You resemble that. Resent Um, that. (laughs) (laughs) Several of said degenerates were still in the classroom with me. And I wasn't about to just sell them out right before having to walk into the hallway with them. Like I knew what some of those kids suspension records were for. And I was not about being the next one. And I was like, I swear to you, I said, no, definitely not. Well, shaking my head. Yes. Up and down. And she was like, well, I know you did. And you've lost my trust now. Get out. And I was like, what? Okay. And I was, I was like, all right, I don't know how she figured it out. I don't know who snitched on me, but whatever. I get home. My mom's like, so how'd class go? And I was like, I don't know what made me do it, but I was like, eh, I got busted selling a bunch of soap sculptures. And she go, and she gets this look in her face and she's like, yeah. I was like, what did you do? Turns out she went to parent teacher conference the night before and walked in and was like, oh, hey, that's Michael's soap sculpture. And she was like, yeah, it's really good. And she goes, yeah. And that one's his. And that one's his. And that one's his. And that one's. And my mom. And she was just like, oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." And she didn't say a word. And she just unwittingly stole me down the river. And uh, yeah, I got I got totally busted. And then like a month later, uh, I was in weight training and the weight training coach was her husband. And he starts telling the story. He was like, yeah. My wife had some total idiot in her class who showed a, sold a bunch of soap sculptures. And I was like, yeah, right here. And he was like, my bad. Generous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when are we making the top podcast limited edition run soap, soap sculptures? You know, I don't know if I still got it, but uh, I'd be down to try. That'd be kind of fun. I enjoyed it immensely. I will say the shine kind of fell off the hobby after I got totally destroyed and lost credit for, uh, for it. I can see you dressing up as the guy from Toy Story 2. Al from Al. Oh, the the toy repair guy? Yeah. Multi-level, like, zoom lens? Yeah. (laughs) The only time, there's one class where I I, I made a trade for homework, so I didn't buy it. But it was like trading lunch food for homework. And it was funny, as my buddy Drew, it was in our Bible class, and he would have us write these, like, six-page long case studies. I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I, in high school? I, in high school, which Private you can school, see man. why I didn't want to do that. And they're usually yeah, no, boring as all fair. get out. And so I would I would trade my my buddy Drew for this. And it was funny. We turned in the, the same exact paper. I would, you know, change the font up and you know make the title a little different and all that, but nothing, nothing crazy. The, the, change the, the, the font. Of the like, yeah. And then like it was just a little different. The meat and, you know, the body, the paragraph, all the same. But I would always get better grades than him. And <laughs> he would just be so mad at me because it was like the same exact paper. But I would get the better grades. That's amazing. He must have just liked your font more. Well, I think there was some history. That Bible teacher did used to date my aunt. So, you know, mm. thanks, Aunt Dawn. Whoa, saucy. Nothing, nothing wrong with a little healthy nepotism. 
Yeah. Well, and this I was the say nothing wrong with Anton. <laughs> 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 this was this was a teacher that didn't believe in putting a lot of falses on his test. So if there was fifty true and false questions, it'd be two or three false questions. So you just go a a a a a, and you'd get most que- get like. Almost 90% right. And then if there was an all the above question, it was always all the above for his multiple choice. Dude, that'd be so nice. The first time I heard uh, that soap story, I was like, man, your mom really ratted you out. And then now as I'm older, I'm just like, wow, your mom really cared about your work. Right. She, like, <laughs> she was so proud of me. Your art. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just... <laughs> like, what a good mom. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> she showed up to a student teacher, like, or a parent teacher <laughs> conference. That's more than most parents do. <laughs> And the then just yeah. pulled the rug out from under me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know if I heard this in high school or in college, but high school, college me was like, man, she really ran you out. I wasn't even mad at the time. I was like, all right. I, like, at, I was in high school and I was still like, nah, this is going to be a good story. I can let this one slide. <laughs> so my number two is off another high school story. You know, that was during my, my rowdy phase. It was, I think it was freshman year. We had, I had second hour PE, and this is with Dylan, who you hear in uh, a lot of Mike stories. He was in there, and some some <laughs> other uh, what do we say delinquents. And we we thought of we thought it'd be this great idea to start this fight club. And the the rule was there'd be it'd be one v one, and there'd be a ref, and you'd take off your shirts and start. Um, there'd be the shoe, and you'd start like just jumping around the shoe in the middle and just backhanding into each other's chests. But then whenever the ref took out the shoe, it was just full force, whatever. So I like I, I was going against this one kid and he like jumped off the, the the bench in there and like roundhouse kicked me in the face. And it was just it, it was all in good fun. Oh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And um, we we had this rule that if you didn't want to, you know, fight your matchup, then everyone after class would just line up. You take your shirt off and they get the, the backhand smack you in the chest. That, that was the rule. Yeah. And it came down to this. Uh, it was it was two heavyweights, so kind of the bigger guys in the group. Of course, we put them against each other. And and freaking Tyler, man, he's like, he's like, I'm not going to do it. And he's like, I'm not fighting. Him. And also, this is in between periods, so we really only had five minutes to get this done. So it was a quick fight, you know, quick bout and everything. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. And so he, during class, we're like warming up, and Dylan, one other guy, keep on like running behind and be like, Oh, you're going to get slaps after this. Like we're coming for you. And all that. He ends up asking the PE teacher to leave. And he goes and rats us out to the, the principal and the superintendent. And we <laughs> so we find this out and we're just like, man, F- you, Tyler. Yeah. And this is the guy that the next year sold us, sold my friend Jake out for the lighter because it was just me. They're trying to figure out who set off the alarm. And then he's just like, oh, well, anyways, Jake has a lighter. This this guy was just a, a rat. So we end up coming in and like we're all like super worried that we're all going to get suspended. We have like a prayer circle. We're like, God, we're sorry. Just please don't suspend us. And, it, you know, it didn't end up going anywhere. I think we got a, a warning, too. But that was Locker Room. We called it LR Underground for Rock, Locker Room Underground. And I think that inspired Lucas, Dylan's younger brother. I think that kind of inspired him. And his his grade also had a fight club. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun time. Would recommend it. So funny. Yeah, because I've heard more stories about Lucas's fight club. But I knew that it was inspired by uh, by your guys's yeah. ring. I am so curious what your number one is now because I assumed it, that uh, that Fight Club was going to be number one. It's it's going to be a letdown compared well. to that, but it's just something that's like I feel like defines me. I get that. So my number one story, allegedly, 
uh, took place when uh, I was probably 19 or 20. And I was living out in Kalamazoo and I was working at the no longer there Beatty's Mongolian Barbecue of, uh, of Portage. I want to say, no, it wasn't the Christmas party. Somebody was just having a house party after work. And maybe, I don't know, like a week or two prior, I had just broken up with my uh, my girlfriend, who at the time was the longest relationship I've ever been in. I had no family on that side of the state. I was essentially alone. And I didn't have a single healthy coping mechanism within 100 miles. And I ended up asking out a different girl who I thought was cute. And she gave me the like, oh, I'm seeing somebody. And I was like, I know she's not seeing somebody like that's it's just like a let you down easy kind of thing. And so I was in a like I wasn't in the best emotional spot. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to this party, but I'm 20. Right. So I gave my buddy some money. I was like, hey, pick me up some vodka. And so he brings me allegedly. A fifth of five o'clock, which, if you know anything about vodka, is just about as bottom shelf as it can get. But as it turns out, if you mix enough juice into it, it doesn't really matter. So I get to this party and I was like, hey, can I get a glass? And they hand me just the biggest plastic cup you've ever seen. That's not true. If you've seen Big Gulp, you've seen bigger. But like it was a beast for a non-mugged or like a non-handled cup. And I ended up pouring like a third of this fifth of five o'clock in here. And just topping the rest off with cranberry juice till it tasted good. And I was like, hey, this is a good time. And, you know, so the party starts going and I'm having fun. And I finished my fifth of five o'clock and I'm like, man, maybe life is okay. And who walks in the door but the girl that I just recently asked out and who turned me down. And not having a healthy coping mechanism within 100 miles, I go back to the bar and I pour another third of my fifth of five o'clock in and I top it off with cranberry juice I put that whole thing down and all of a sudden this girl being there doesn't bother me anymore. And I'm having a great time again. And uh, this girl comes up to me and she's like, hey, you want to smoke a bowl? Are you guys familiar with Pigpen from the Charlie Brown comics? Yeah. Slash the show. Yeah. Like the guy who moves and whenever dust, like whenever he moves, dust comes off him. Mm, yeah. I swear to you, this girl was such a hippie that she was the live action version of that concept. Like the one that you asked out, no, 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 no. The, the girl who was like, Hey, you want to go smoke a bowl? Uh, and no. I'm okay. two thirds of a fifth of five o'clock in at this point, and I got no healthy coping mechanisms within 100 miles. And I was like, Yeah, okay, you're hot in like an earthy sort of way. And uh, I decided, I was like, Hey, you know what? I've never been high in my life, I'm not really into this, but why not? We'll give it a shot because you make great decisions when you're emotionally messed up and completely trashed. And so we go down and we pass the bowl around a few times. I have no idea what I'm doing, allegedly, but I was like, you didn't inhale, no. right? That's uh... a, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sure I tried or would have, if this was a true story, we got back upstairs and I had so many buddies who had been trying to get me to smoke and they were like, did you just, and I was like, yeah. And it like really locked in the drunk. I, I think I might like this. And so we're like, the party kind of dies down. It, it just like a few coworkers were all hanging out. And um, I can barely keep my eyes open at this point. But every time my eyes closed, anyone who's experienced this will understand. I start getting the spins. Just world is spinning so fast. And I don't I can't ride on a merry-go-round. Like if, if it's, when it comes to spinning, my stomach is so weak. I'm just like barely keeping it together. I'm trying to keep my eyes open to keep my stomach under control, but I'm so tired that I can't keep my eyes open. And my friends finally start to pick up on what's going on. And they're like, Hey man, if you need to go puke, like bathrooms right over there. And I was like, 
yeah. And like, I stand up and I feel it coming. I start running for the bathroom. I feel it coming up. I put both hands clamped down over my mouth. A little bit shoots out my nose, hits my body on the foot, which still makes me laugh because he ended up being a jerk. So he, he had it coming. Um, get to the toilet. Just that's the last thing I remember. And then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, man, this is easily the most comfortable blanket I've ever been in in my life. And this has got to just be the most perfect pillow of all time. And my eyes are still closed. And I'm like, whose bed am I in? I don't remember anything after last night. Like what happened? And I like I steal myself and I open my eyes and I am staring down the toilet and somebody just put a pillow under my head, tossed a blanket on top of me, and just left me there overnight. And so that is the first time I ever got high. And uh, I can thoroughly recommend not doing it in that fashion. Yeah, doesn't doesn't sound like a good time. No, it was yeah, no then, good. What did, you, uh, what did you learn from the experience? <laughs> uh, don't... Don't drink a fifth and... What did I learn from that experience? Uh, nothing. What did I learn from repeated repetitions, allegedly, of the same essential experience? <laughs> Uh, lay off that stuff. It doesn't help. Yeah. 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 I was trying to fish the whole idea that you can't drink your feelings away. You cannot. Yeah. But you can try for about a year. (laughs) Yeah. You can definitely try. If anybody that's listening that is like going through some stuff, uh, alcohol and any other type of drug, it's not going to help. It's only going to make it worse. Yeah, like it, like it'll it'll keep it at bay for a little while, but eventually you're gonna wake up and have to deal with it, and then it's just gonna be worse, allegedly. Yeah. All right. So uh, my number one is stealing. I, I like to steal. I'm, I'm a I, allegedly. I enjoy stealing. Uh, I've enjoyed stealing for quite some time. It started with uh, the Detroit Zoo. I stole the first lying? thing I remember stealing. Uh, I was a lion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how, at, at, Lucian, where did you get that lion cub? I stole the lion. Uh, I stole, you know, those like really like cheap plastic toys that like are like a size of like a penny mm-hmm. or something like that. Like those 10 cent toys. Yeah. Uh, I stole one of those and uh, I just got a hype. I just got hyped off of it. I just loved doing it. I got that little like rush. And so, yeah, so I've, you know, I, in my whole life, I've never stolen anything important uh, to my like, discretion i guess i never stole any money from anybody i never stole from any you know anything that anybody really cared about uh the most i've ever stolen uh and i also don't steal now so allegedly <laughs> so no, no actually you'd like on record that oh. <laughs> i feel like it's funny because i've just been to mike's house and, and it'd, been, <laughs> it'd been funny if i like <laughs> i was wondering where that 40 bucks went <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I didn't really do it. I did a little bit in high school. I would steal like pen. I would love to like just take something off my teacher's desk that my teacher wouldn't care about, like a like a clip or like a pen. I just I don't know why, man. It just like I love. I always called myself like the Robin Hood of stealing, but like I wasn't giving it to the poor, so I don't know. I'm not sure how that all worked. You're out. giving it to yourself. Um, well, and, you and you weren't having an income. Yeah. Well, That's plus, no, those those teachers and their crazy high salaries are super rich. <laughs> <laughs> Still for yeah. the poor and give to the me. Yeah, I just like uh, if the the worst solution, like I that I can imagine, like the wife dies, dog gets cancer, I lose a pinky. I would like break into people's houses and like steal their light bulbs. Like, uh, 
that would just give me such a rush. It I'm the nine fingered light bulb bandit. <laughs> yeah, like I nothing, mean, nothing crazy. Just the light bulbs. Just the light bulbs. Nothing crazy. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, the, some of those smart bulbs are uh, not cheap, man. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. If I found if I found it was a smart smart bulb, I would just replace it with cheaper. Right. <laughs> you got a bunch of them to spare. You you robbed yeah. a bunch of low income houses. <laughs> Yeah. Noted. If yeah, Lucian yeah. ever comes visit me, visiting me here, switch out the smart balls. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it'd be hilarious to me to be like, somebody's like, Alexa, turn on light, and it just didn't work. Or, <laughs> okay, Google. Turn Dude, on I'll tell you what, when you say, okay, Google, and Google doesn't listen, it's infuriating. My phone just listened. Um, my phone also. And so did Google. Um, Google, shut up. Uh, it, it is legitimately just like it burns, like just it wells up a fire in my chest. I get so angry. First of all, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it is frustrating because my dad had the Alexa and then he upgraded to the Google. And so he gave me his Alexa and I wanted Alexa to call me Big Papa. But for some reason, it just started calling me Big. And I was just so upset because it knew because Alexa can know your voice. And so I'd be like, Alexa, who's talking to you right now? And she'd just be like, big. I was like, screw this thing. <laughs> Hate it. So yeah. So yeah. I uh, And then it got, I, I also did have like an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kind of like not stray away from God, but I definitely wasn't like, I was just trying to just do me for a little bit. And uh, I stole every restaurant that I'd gone to or every time I went to the cafe, I would steal a piece of silverware. And I did that for about two years. So I stole a lot of silverware in my time. So yeah, that was the most I've ever spent. That's uh, the most I've ever stolen. Uh, but it is nice once you own a house because like you never have to pay for silverware. So a lot of the silverware that I'm still using is from college. Hey, paid off. <laughs> yeah, uh, steal. I, I love it. And then so my favorite thing I've ever stolen, which I hinted towards the whole Grand Theft Auto or the whatever it's called, is uh, I sold a golf cart at camp one time and that was an a, a exhilarating experience and after i stole it i think if, that the golf cart that i stole was faster than the rest of the golf carts yeah because it was dave's yeah 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 and i barreled down tubing hill with it and it was the most fun i've ever had you find stole the golf cart uh so he was working on a toilet or he was working on something and he kept coming to his golf cart. Can you clarify as to whether or not he was doing work on a busted toilet or whether or not he was sitting on a toilet performing a separate task? I don't, I'm not sure. I, I assume because he kept grabbing, he kept grabbing tools and I was like, are you, were you there, Mike? Do you know the story? No. no, I don't. You just said he was working on a toilet and in my head he was just sitting on a toilet, like <laughs> with his laptop out. And I was like, I know that's not what, what he's saloon. doing, but I'm going to ask the, yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I, I he was working on something because he kept grabbing tools. Mm. And so while he was working on something, I hopped into the golf cart and I stashed it somewhere, somewhere in the woods. And then I was planning on giving it back the next day, but then I got a text. We get like a group text saying that somebody stole Dave's golf cart and they need to return it. And uh I got freaked out because I didn't want to get fired. Sorry, take it off clothes. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. I start taking off clothes. I don't want to get fired from Bible camp. I better run naked through the hills. <laughs> and so uh, I had a like, it was poetic because 
I had a walk from pretty much from one end to the camp to the other end. And it was pouring rain. Nobody wanted, I asked everybody if they wanted to come with me and everybody said, no, makes sense. And uh, yeah, I had a really good time going down to the golf cart on just a super sleek hill is like the, the most fun I've had in a week. I'm surprised it didn't so, flip. That hill is uh, can be unforgiving, depending on how you it was it. very no joke. Uh, I was very grateful. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't like break the suspension. I don't even know if they have the axle or I could have definitely wrecked that car. But, yeah, I think that one was gas powered. All the rest are electric. That's why it went faster. Ah, yeah, so yeah those good. gas puppies are way faster. I I once rode a bike down that hill. You you said tubing hill, right? Yeah. 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 There are some tire track divots about halfway down. Um, and I've almost in my life never known fear, like thinking I was going one direction and then hitting tire track divot and being forced to like cut in another direction. Yeah, it was just a truly terrifying experience. Well, my number ones can be very my number ones can be very underwhelming. It was when I was uh, just a, a wee lad, I think I was definitely under four. So I think I was like two or three. And my mom, we were and you at, murdered somebody, you know, hey, let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. And my we we had this backyard with the, the chain link fence. My mom said, I'm going to go in the house. Do not open that the, the, the gate door and go go to the front yard. So I'm like, OK, whatever. And it, I think it just shows the kind of how my mind works and how I process stuff. But she comes out and I'm climbing over the fence yeah. to get to the front yard. And she's like, what are you doing? I told you you can't go to the front yard. I said and I said, as as a, a young toddler, I said, no, you, you said I couldn't open up the gate and go in the front yard. You didn't say anything about climbing over it. And that's just kind of how my brain works, where it's like, you know, I might not break the rules, but I'm going to test where that limit is. You know, try to find the loopholes and everything. Um, this is why we're friends. Yeah. And I just think that's uh, it shows that you do have personality as a toddler that can carry over through your whole life. I uh, I asked my mom, I was like, hey, do you have any, because when I was putting the list together, I was like, do you have any good stories about me breaking the rules? And she was like, man, I learned so early just to close all the loopholes with you. <laughs> like it was the exact same thing where she just had to get like a pre-law degree to be able to make sure she could like have everything closed so I wouldn't just come up with a workaround. That may be underwhelming for other people, but that that hit home for me. Thank you. It, it explains a lot. I get, I get it. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Top Podcast. I'm your host, Michael. If you enjoyed, uh, drop us a like, leave us a comment. If you're listening on YouTube or if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. Uh, if you do so, we will read it off on the podcast. And uh, next week, we will be talking about... Top five songs you wish you could hear for the first time again. Oh, that's, that's a good, good one. one. Oh, gosh. Five, only songs? Gosh, I could do albums. It's, it's going to be hard for songs. I'm really excited about this one. I did not know. I had literally no clue what it was going to be, and I'm stoked. Catch us next time to hear our top five songs we wish we could hear for the first time. Until then, peace. Peace.